Hello everyone, welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wilson Fire. And here we are again with another podcast. Once again, welcome everyone to another podcast, to another summary of another race. This time the Mexico Grand Prix. And honestly, how short there is left for the end of the season. There are only two races left now, the Brazil Grand Prix in two weeks and the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. And honestly, it has been so fast, so, so fast. But this Mexico Grand Prix, well, honestly, many of the things that we are going to be talking about today are some of the things that we actually talked about during the, during the Austin Grand Prix. And not only in the Austin Grand Prix, but in general, in the whole season, to be honest. It was a race that it had less action than the Austin Grand Prix, I have to say, even though it is true that the environment as every single year is amazing. The support that there was for Checo Perez, one of the candidates for podium, one of the candidates even to win the race, why not? Uh, really had a lot of support once again. And honestly, it is great to see, right? These kind of environments are often great to see. The podium celebration, everything everything is very original from the Mexican Grand Prix. But it's true, and it's true that the, that the track itself is very, it's a very interesting one, a track that is very fast with, with a very long straight, a possibility of, a lot of possibilities of overtaking like we have seen in the past. This year in particular, again, not a lot of action, uh, particularly in the front. Uh, mainly the positions were always kept the same way. And not only the positions, but in general, the, um, even the distances were pretty much kept the same way. Strategies that were some of them different to others, but again, not much really to talk about. Of course, we have to talk about Max Verstappen, right? Perfect weekend, absolutely perfect. He got pole position, and then during the race, not only he won it, but he led the whole race. Uh, 15 seconds of difference to the, to the second place. Uh, and he, the important thing is that he made history. He now won 14 races this season, Making, making it the driver with most wins in history in one single season. We remember that the record was from Michael Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel with 13 in total. And now here we have Max Verstappen, 14 in total. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And honestly, he can keep going. There are two races left and the way he's driving is just unbelievable. He's doing everything perfect. He has so much confidence, of course. The car helps a lot, you know. Uh, the way that the Red Bull is designed, it helps a lot. But, but yes, uh, it's incredible what Verstappen does, honestly. And yes, once again, another win. That was excellent. He is, as well, of course, the driver that won most Mexican Grand Prix. And yes, definitely, this victory, I mean, he deserves it. He, he, he was the only one who really had chances of winning the race, right? Then Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton once again finished second place. He had, this time, unlike the Austin Grand Prix, he didn't really have options to win the race, honestly. He was far away from Verstappen all the time. Never really had a chance of overtaking him. But at least it's another second place that is interesting. He is still technically in the battle for that second place in the Drivers' Championship, even though it's very hard to achieve. But it could happen. At least he's, very, he's getting very close to his teammate, George Russell, who finished in fourth place 
it wasn't the ideal race for him. He had a good qualifying session, finishing second, but then in the race he had a tough beginning. He was overtaken by his teammate, then by Sergio Perez, so it wasn't the best race pretty much. He got the fastest lap though, that is true, but again, no, not the race that he was expecting, definitely. Sergio Perez, on the other hand, finished third, second podium in a row in the Mexican Grand Prix. Last year, uh, we remember that he became the first Mexican to ever step on the podium uh, in his home Grand Prix, in the Mexican Grand Prix, and now, well, he did it once again. Of course, I imagine that there was a certain, before the weekend started, I imagine that there was uh, a certain uh, a certain possibility for Perez to win the race, considering, like, well, he's driving a Red Bull, he's having a great year, probably the best year of his career, uh, with two wins already this season, and we thought, okay, why not? Maybe... Maybe there's actually a big possibility for, for Sergio Perez to, um, to, actually win, to actually win the race, you know, make history. But of course, well, he didn't really have chances. He was close to Hamilton, though, throughout most of the race, but most of the same thing, didn't have the chance to overtake him. Uh, but yes, uh, didn't, unfortunately, didn't have any, any chance to either get pole position on Saturday or win the race. The truth is, we saw what was interesting was how different the strategy from from Mercedes and, and Red Bull were. Because Mercedes started with medium tires that initially were working well, but then they, were, they went directly to the hard tires, which they didn't really work well. Uh, of course, they, they, they have good resilience, they lasted a lot, but they didn't really work well. And on the other hand, Red Bull that started with the soft tires that, yes, for the very beginning, the first few laps, the start, it, it was great. Then they started losing pace, so of course they had to make the pit stop earlier. But then the medium tires, they used the medium tires and they ended up the race with those ones. And I think the conclusion of this race is mainly that the medium tires were the best ones today. You know, that's, that, that, that can vary. That can vary based on the track, based on the conditions, uh, on many things. But this time, yes, uh, statistically we can, we can say that the, in terms of pace, that medium tires were by far the, the, the fastest ones. But then, getting out of Red Bull, Mercedes, uh, what happened to Ferrari, right? It's probably what everyone is asking. I'm even asking myself that. What happened to Ferrari? Not only in the race, but overall, the, the, the weekend overall. Uh, qualifying session, we know that they had problems with their DRS, so they had their worst qualifying session of the season. For the first time, they weren't inside the top three. Uh, at least one of them, and Leclerc qualified fifth, eh, sorry, Sainz qualifies fifth, and Leclerc qualifies seventh, even behind Bottas. And then during the race, yes, Leclerc had no problem in overtaking Bottas, of course, but then they just finished there. Sainz fifth, Leclerc sixth. No, no chance at all, honestly. They, I think they finished like over 30 seconds behind George Russell that finished in fourth. Uh, they were far away from pace. I don't know if this, well, I, I mean, I don't know if they had problems in using the DRS, but to be fair, they, they didn't really need to because even the distance from Leclerc and Sainz was big. So, I mean, they didn't really need to use the DRS. They didn't use the DRS in the whole, uh, in the whole race, to be honest. But I don't know what happened. They didn't have pace at all, especially in the straights. They, they, that usually Ferrari this year had a lot of pace in the straights. This, uh, this race in particular, I don't know what happened. The strategy was pretty much the same one as Red Bull. They did something very similar, maybe stop a little bit later. 
and the tires work well, honestly. They didn't have problems with the tires. They did good pit stops, but yes, they just didn't have pace. This kind of remind me of how Ferrari was maybe in 2020. No, they, they, they didn't have pace, which is very, very weird, honestly. Uh, of course, we know that they are, that they are using mo most of the resources ahead of next year's car. They are not putting anything right now in, in, the, in the car nowadays, uh, in the car that for the 2022 season. But either way, it's, uh, it's very weird what, what has been happening overall, uh, in particular this race. And we'll see ahead of the Mexica, ahead of the Brazil Grand Prix in two weeks what is, uh, what is particularly going to happen because it is actually, yes, again, very weird performance. Uh, what happened to Ferrari now, yes, Mercedes got a little bit closer in the Constructors' Championship. The fight's still on for that second place. So we will see. We'll, we will definitely see uh, what's going to happen. But then we have to talk about the driver of the day. Who was the driver of the day, you must be wondering? Well, that was Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel Ricciardo, who had an absolute great race, honestly. Beginning of the race, quite tough, it is true. But then, by the second half, with the soft tires, he did absolutely amazing. He, he started overtaking absolutely everyone. It's true that he had an incident with Yuki Tsunoda that I don't know if it may be investigated or not, maybe. Uh... But he overtook absolutely everyone. He was able to overtake uh, Gasly. He overtook his teammate, uh, the two Alpine drivers. And in the end, he finished seventh. And if it's in terms of performance, this was probably the best race that, that he did the whole year. Uh, for real, it was really, really good, the performance that he put on. And imagine if he... he well, he drove with a lot of confidence, yeah. But imagine if he drove like that all year long. How, how different the history would have been. I mean, McLaren could maybe be fighting for the third place in the, in the Constructors' Championship. Why not? Of course, that's not happening, but still, interesting to, to think about it, right? And his teammate, on the other hand, well, finished ninth, had a pretty regular race, at least finished in the points, but yeah, there wasn't really much that he could do, honestly. At least they finished ahead of the Alpine drivers, who in the end had a, quite a terrible day, Right? Ocon at least, well, finished inside the points, finished in P8, but Alonso was doing a good race, had an engine problem, had to retire by the end. So, yeah, many points that were lost there. Uh, so, McLaren actually got a little bit closer for that fight for the fourth place in the Constructors' Championship. We do have to say that Valtteri Bottas finally, end, finally finished inside the points. Uh, he finished in P10. After 10 races without scoring points, he finally did it. A point that a finish that, that was definitely necessary for Bottas. Um, he did an amazing qualifying session, uh, qualifying in P6, even in, in the middle of the Ferraris, splitting up the Ferraris. So, yes, he, he actually did amazing. Then during the race, of course, he didn't have a lot of pace. I would say because, well, the cars that are ahead of him simply have more, more pace, but overall, he was able to stay all the time in the top 10, and yes. In the end, even though he, he did a better qualifying session in terms of results, uh, he still did a pretty good performance, pretty solid performance during the race. And it's, it is a good P10, you know? It is a good P10, at least to keep fighting with Aston Martin that didn't have their weekend at all. Then, well, uh, if we have to talk about the other teams, Alpha Tauri, Williams, uh, Aston Martin, Haas, honestly, they, they didn't have any chances at all. Some of them, honestly, weren't even 
shown throughout the whole race. Uh, the Haas drivers, for example, weren't shown at all. Uh, then for Williams, yes, Albon was, was kind of close to the points, let's say. The same for Pierre Gasly. Uh, the other stuff that we can talk about is the retirement from Yuki Tsunoda because of the incident with Ricciardo that we kind of talked about it before. Uh, but then not much, really. Then not much. Aston Martin, there wasn't really much to say. Uh, again, overall, it wasn't a race with a lot of action. There wasn't a lot to say, unlike the Austin Grand Prix, that there was a lot that happened and a lot to say. Here, it was, it was a kind of a, of a different story. But well, uh, what we know is that, once again, at least the environment for this race uh, was great. What we take from this race is how dominant Max Verstappen keeps being and, well, that he made history now, as we talked, on winning the most amount of races in a single season, 14 in total, as I mentioned earlier. And yes, absolutely amazing. Now, only two races left, the Brazil Grand Prix, very interesting track, as always, very historical. And then the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Honestly, the season is finishing in less than a month. It's, uh, it's insane how, how fast everything is going. And yeah. Of course, everyone is uh, very excited for these last two races, but mostly the teams already preparing for the 2023 season and see what can come from that. But well, hopefully you enjoy this new podcast, this new summary, this time of the Mexico Grand Prix. Uh, and as I always say, thank you very much and see you in the next podcast. <laughs>